Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Omar Project. But before we get started, I want to make sure I invite you to join theomarproject.com. That's spelled O-M-A-R, because you can get a lot of great insight on project management, the skills you need to up your game, and also learn from the best project managers in the world on the most complex projects. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Omar Project. It has been a couple of weeks for me. I have been celebrating some holidays, having some family in town, so I'm super excited to get back to it. And this next podcast, I'd like to start getting into some of the stuff that's going on with the PMP. So if you're not familiar, the PMP is a certification that anyone can get that meets certain qualifications for official title for being a project manager. And I actually have the book in front of me right now. This is what you would get if you're studying for the book. It's called the PMP book guide, and it's the sixth edition. So if you have it, you can follow along. But today, what I want to do is talk about one of the things that's critical from a project perspective to get right, and that's your organizational structure. Normally, the organizational structure is already something that's there and you're on the project. So if you're an employee at a company and you're doing projects, you're already in an organizational structure that exists and that you just kind of start operating in. Now, when you're starting your project group from the ground up, this is something that you can either, it's very easy to change or modify because it hasn't been done yet. Or if you're looking for a way to improve your projects, this is something where you might consider changing the system that you have currently. So that way you get better outcomes. So let's just talk through a couple of key points on how you structure your organizational project group. So that way you can understand whether it's something you want to change, or maybe you're starting one up and you want to say, hey, this is the way I want to do it. So let's get started first with talking about the organizational types of structures that you should be concerned with. So the first one, if we go to page 47, which I'm going to right now, which is a table, it's called table 2.1. And I'm going to reference right now, this is PNP book, it's all their material, and I'm going to go through it with my interpretation of how I see these things playing out. But it's got like 10 things on this chart. I don't think we need to go through all of them. You'll see that a lot of them just kind of fit in the same same type of, of organizational structure. So the first one is an organic simple structure. So what does that mean? Organic simple structure, what they're meaning by this is just like you're doing projects and you probably don't even realize you're doing them. These are the people that are working at companies where they're, hey, we have activity, a client coming in and we need to perform for them and we need to deliver this thing. And y'all just get it done. You get it done and you do not have any sort of formal procedures or processes in place, you just kind of come together as a team and just say, hey, we need to get this done. Let's just figure out a way to do it. So these are organic, it's relationship-based, it's small group-based, and it's not complex. So when would you do these things? You would do this when you're in a smaller business. This is something less than 50 people. Everybody knows each other. Everybody's very confident with the roles people know. They're very aware of where people are strong in their skill sets and where people might have gaps, and they can play to that really well. It works in these kind of flexible structures, and you're probably seeing that you're doing all this stuff, and you're not even realizing that you're doing projects. So oftentimes, you know, when I talk about this on the blog, what a project is, it can be as simple as, hey, we're planning a wedding. It can be simple as doing something that's shipping something for a client somewhere or creating a marketing plan. 
These things are projects in themselves, which you're not realizing, or maybe sometimes people don't realize is that they're already working through some system to get these things done. So that's simple organizational structure. Now, when it comes to like who's the owner or who's managing the budget, it's going to be just your functional group. It's probably going to be your accounting, your finance department. They're not organizationally complex businesses. So you're just going to be running it through some normal way that you run everything else. And most people won't even realize you're doing projects in this group. So if you're in this group, one of the things where you may be looking at is saying, when do I need to jump into the next group? And we'll talk about that in a little bit, because if you are doing a lot of projects, you may want to jump into the next type of group, which is a little bit more structured. The next type of project that you can see, there's a range. There is basically like, we're just getting stuff done and we don't know how we're getting it done. Or like, there's no formal process, which is fine. If that works for you, then there's a okay, everyone's already in a functional group and we're getting things done through the leadership of one key person, but really everyone's just operating their functional group. It's almost the same as the first one, except there's a little bit more structure. Then there's the matrix, which is basically you're set up to assist the project. So projects is already a thing in your organization. You're aware of projects being important. And now you're structuring your people in groups where they can do functional work, but they're really set up so they can work on multiple projects or kind of fill in with projects and help out on projects and they can move around quickly to the next thing that comes up. So it's great for training people. The last type that I'll go through is essentially creating a project-centric type organization. And what does that mean? So the matrix, remember the people that are reporting aren't reporting directly to the project manager. So Let's give an example. If I'm on a a matrix project, right? And I'm a, let's say I'm a mechanical engineer. Really, I have two bosses. I'm going to have my functional boss or the boss that's over the matrix. I will also have my project boss. So that functional boss is going to have things that they need to get done for the business. Like there's going to be like, hey, we need to create different procedures. We need to upgrade some certain things. And they will have tasks that need to get completed. So they'll have competing priorities with the project. So what happens is you have oftentimes competing priorities on what's more important, people development, getting the project done, doing things for the business, opposed to doing things for the project. So there's sometimes a little bit of a conflict of interest. Now that can be managed and that that does get managed all the time, but it's there. The other way to do this is to do project centric. So what you do is you make the project manager, the owner and accountable for everything related to the project, including all the people. So the staff reports directly through the project line. So what that means is your project director, your most senior project person is the top level manager and then everybody underneath reports them. So that becomes a hierarchy. Now, what that also means is if you're a business that's looking to develop their people or where people want to do more things that are not project related, it becomes more challenging. So from a people development process, it's more more challenging because the project manager's main goal is to really complete the project, execute it on time, on budget, and have it perform well. So that's their main focus, right? The business side is focused on people development, on all the other things and all the other improvement areas that you can work on. So there is a conflict of interest between people development and actually getting the project done and getting it completed. It can be worked out. It's something that can be a conversation and it can be worked out. It's just something to, to highlight because it's one of the downsides of this type of model. Now, the benefit is that you are 100% focused on project delivery. Like your, your organization is set up to deliver and respond to projects. So that project 
is very critical to the business. And you're going to have all the resources, 100% support. The people on your team aren't focused on anything else except just delivering on this project. So when is this a good time to do? Or when is it a good time to execute on this type of model? When you have critical projects, I mean like projects that the success or the failure of those projects defines your business, this is the way to set up your model because you know you're going to get the most amount of effort, the most amount of resources on your project, fully dedicated staff to trying to get executing your project. It's good for long-term projects, projects that are going to take some time to complete and people can actually sink their teeth in and grow over the projects. And it's also good for higher spend. So you want something that's at least $50 million, something that's a bigger spend project. That means you have the resources to do these things with. It's also good or necessary that you have a moderate to large organization because you need people that understand the project process. You can't just start this with functional teams because if they're not trained on the project process, it would be a disaster. So they have to understand what is a project what does being on a project team mean and what's my role on a project and what are the steps of the project and how those things work together. Now, all these things on the project orientated probably take people knowing a little bit more about projects. So the level of understanding on the project side went also from organic, which is basically zero to none, to a project orientated structure, which is you really need to be very knowledgeable about the process. Now, that can also be supplemented by the project manager or the managers. As long as they're very knowledgeable, then that's kind of easy to work through. That is essentially the main three buckets that everything is going to fall into. If you go on this page, you'll see it says, okay, you have a matrix strong through a week. Okay. They change a little bit on the dynamics, but it's essentially the same thing when you have a matrix structure. And then you have these virtual hybrid project oriented, et cetera. Last thing it mentions is a PMO, which is just a project management organization. What does that mean? So if you've got a project-oriented structure, you've probably got a PMO. If you've got a matrix organization, you have a PMO. PMO just means that there is a project management or portfolio management happening at the company. So it means that you're not just doing a one-off project and then you never talk about projects, you're done, there's no stage gates. None of that. No, a PMO means that you have the systems in place at the organizational level to do multiple projects, to continue to do these projects as they come about. So that's kind of what that means. I hope I did a good job explaining this. I know I didn't get to all the buckets because they're just quite a bit, but if you have questions, feel free to reach out. Send me an email, omar at the Omar Project. I'll be happy to take a look at your question and good luck studying. If you are studying for the PMP, I will be doing a couple more of these sessions. So I'd love some feedback to see if this is something that interests you. If this is something that I should continue doing, let me know. So that way I can do that. All right. You guys have a great, great rest of your week and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you'd like to hear more, you can join us at theomarproject.com. That's O-M-A-R. We have a lot more information on project management, technical skills, on the leadership, and also you can hear from more of the top experts in the field.